What's good? Welcome to the What's Good Podcast. I'm your host, Milton Young. And I'm here with my guest. She needs no introduction. But I'm going to give it to her anyway. Khadija, what's good? Da, 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 da. What's good, Martin Billboard? <laughs> I told you I was going to do it. I, know, I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> I think that was a little better than the first time. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. <laughs> I'm glad to have you back. I'm uh, glad to be back. Your episode is one of the most popular episodes I've done so far. Oh, don't hype me. <laughs> don't hype me. <laughs> so I'm very excited to have you back because a lot has changed since the first time you were on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to cover that. I want to dive into... Actually, last time you were on your show, your brother was... You, you were talking about how your brother had said he wanted you to start focusing on one thing. And you had a whole list of things that you were talking about. You were talking about a clothing line company. You were talking about competing. You were talking about passing the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Clothing line company, passing the bar, jujitsu, just in general. So how are you gonna do? How are you doing on some of those things? How are you doing with the bar? So you know, I didn't dial it back to like one thing. It's a few things, but um, as far as the bar goes, this will be my sixth sixth time taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm retaking it in July. Um, I had a couple hiccups. I think after the third time I took it, I got two points off. Mm-hmm. That's and what. That's the last time you were on the show. That's what it was. You were only two points off. Yep. And after that, I think I kept going because I'm not one to give up, or I usually don't like taking breaks. I just like to grind through it. Right. Um, but I, my mind just wasn't in it, and I was so focused because I'm like every single time I take time off to study for the bar. It's ten weeks at least out of my out of my life. Yeah. I can't focus on other things the way I want to focus on them. Right. But I try. So I think that the next couple times that I took it, my focus, as much as I was lying to myself and saying it was there, it wasn't there. Wow. And I had to come to terms with that. Um, I think I came to terms with it like a couple months ago where I was just really honest with myself. I had the honest conversation like, you didn't try hard enough. Do better. It's that simple. It really is. I don't think there's a lot of people that have that self, that type of self-reflection, like have that ability to go into that type of deep, honest thought. And I feel like a lot of my successes come from the ability to do that, just holding mm-hmm. myself extremely accountable and being really honest with myself. Um, there's a lot of, I've seen people just, just make up excuse after excuse after excuse and they're all lies to themselves, you know? Yeah. So it's amazing <laughs> yeah. that you actually stopped and, and, came, and, and, and came to that realization. I mean, you're a big part of that. You, Matt, my friend, um, a couple of my friends from law school, Riley, uh, Farzad, my friend Kevin, and even like people like Derek, Nick. How so? We just keep you focused um, and just push you forward? Or? It's, one, it's the confidence in yourselves to say you want to do something and then go after it 100%. Just seeing that. People say confidence and, uh, or people say negativity is contagious, mm-hmm. but confidence is just as contagious. That's true. And you put yourself around confident people, you will become more confident. You put yourself around focused people, you'll become more focused. Yeah. And I think I'm really good at putting myself around really good people. A couple, you know, little, you know, they, yeah. they slip in there, but yeah. <laughs> you can, you know, whittle them out pretty easily. But putting myself around people like you yeah. and Matt, you guys don't make those excuses. So what do I look like? You know, trying to make those excuses when I know what accountability is. You do. I know what holding myself to a high standard is. You do. Um, so I, 
I can't I can't lie to myself. Maybe for a couple seconds, but if I want to get out of the miserable state that I was in, I had to be honest. And that's what I did. I I I was like, "Hey, we got to do better." And then I started that's working it. on it. So it doesn't sound at all that at any point you were thinking about quitting. No, stuff. never. It's not even an option. No, I don't I I don't believe in quitting. Now, sometimes I do quit in my mind without realizing it. Yeah. But on a large scale, I've never said, I'm going to stop doing this. Maybe I'm not going to work as hard because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm tired, oh, maybe I can take a break. Yeah. But it's never, I'm done. It's, all right, I'm just going to wait this out until I figure out how to motivate myself again or push myself how to do this again. But I quitting is not an option. I have goals that I need to accomplish, and they're going to be accomplished. Exactly. It's just a matter of when and how. Yeah, and prioritizing them. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Big word. <laughs> no, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a very important word. Um, and you know, as you say that, I'm transitioning to jujitsu right away. I think that's, I see that's the same way that you, you roll, like on the mat, and when you, when you compete, it's the same way. You never give up. You're always advancing. Sometimes you'll stop and you'll think and you'll, but you, it's the same way with your rolling. Like mm-hmm. nothing stops you. You just keep pushing through. And um, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about it later on, but even now, it's like. I want to bring it up now the self-defense <laughs> we were talking about women's yeah. self-defense and the way that you carry yourself at the gym when you're rolling with some of these guys that are definitely bigger than you that are definitely stronger than you when you walk in there you, you don't see that you just get all that bat you put them to work <laughs> <laughs> and um that type of confidence i wish that more women had because now i'm more aware of, i'm on facebook now and i'm more aware of some of these instances like the instance that you talked about walking to your car yeah. And this clown that was approaching you. Even as confident as you are in that mm-hmm. type of situation, you still get put in those type of situations. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> way more than I post about. Yeah, right. And it's and there's a lot of women out there that are dealing with that. Oh, yeah. And I th- I feel that it's not just jujitsu, but I I feel jujitsu is one of the best forms of self-defense, but what would it be like if you didn't have that and you're walking around and I'll tell you what it was like yeah. when I didn't have it. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> um you're much more intimidated you second guess everything you you know you you're not as i guess assertive so when somebody puts their hand on you or they touch you you're like you laugh it off somebody makes a comment you don't like you laugh it off in an uncomfortable way but you're trying to diffuse the situation without making the other person more aggressive towards you um because you think hey I don't want to do anything that's going to escalate the situation because I don't know what to expect. Right. Um, after joining jujitsu, that went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Try me, please." Right. It changes. Um, it it changes because you're not you're not looking for the you're not looking for a fight or a confrontation, no. but you are like, "Hey, if you try me, I know that I can beat you, or at the very least, you're not leaving this unscathed." Right. Um. And even the other night, this one guy put his uh, hand on my arm. I was having a conversation with someone else, and he was trying to get my attention, and I was clearly ignoring him. Um, but he put his hand on my arm, and I turned to him, and then I looked down at my arm, and I was like, you're on my arm. Why? Wow. And I looked him dead in his eyes. He was like, oh, I was just trying to get your attention. I'm like, yeah, there are better ways to do that. Please don't touch me. Take your hand off now. That's it. Um, and before jujitsu, I never would have said stuff like that. I would have been like, ha-ha, like, why are you on me? Um, and like, you know, shifted uncomfortably with things like that. Um, 
So, yeah, it's just a whole... You carry yourself differently. Um, and you believe in yourself more. And I think people pick up on that. I know with me being confident, people pick up when you're confident. But oh, with women, yeah. it stands out even more when you when you just have your... You just have that that thing with you. You know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. your shoulders are up and you're walking forward and you're focused and you're not looking down. You're not, you know what I mean? It, there's just a different feel to it. And I think men especially are in tune with that. Oh, you know? yeah. I don't feel like there are a lot of... My, my personal friends, my best mm-hmm. friends, there are some really confident women. Um, and that was something that helped me in undergrad, um, that helped my progression of confidence. Yeah. Um, they... Like I said, it's a contagious thing. So being around it and seeing what they wouldn't take, I was like, okay, I shouldn't be taking that either. Right. Um, but just with having jujitsu, you it shows women like, hey, why am I not believing that I deserve more from any kind of exchange or All any right. kind of interaction? Um, and there are a lot of women who just laugh things off or they like, I don't like confrontation. And at some point in your life, you're going to have to, deal with confrontation yeah you can't sit here walking around scared because i sit here walking around scared sorry um <laughs> <laughs> sorry you can't walk around, <laughs> Super funny. you can't walk around scared because you think you know you're gonna step on somebody's toes yeah step on those toes yeah um and the people who respect you and should respect you they will come correct yeah and the people who don't They'll catch an attitude, but by that time, what are they going to do? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so, yeah, more women, I just I see it all the time. I'm like, why don't you believe you deserve more? Why don't you want more out of life? Why don't you want more out of the interactions that you have with people? Why are you letting people talk to you like this? Yeah. Why are you letting people over talk over you? Um, yeah, even those type of those situations happen a lot. I sit in the business all the time. Women just getting talk, spoken over ignore their ideas sometimes they have the best idea in the room but because they're not confident because they're talking to five males in a, in a boardroom they just kind of shy away from that from their thought or their idea and just settle with that but i know i've seen you in a room with guys talking <laughs> and you're just you're different you know and i think a lot of it like you're saying has, has to do with jujitsu even going back to you rolling like i don't there's guys in there that i walk in that i look think, think twice and you're just like hey you want to roll and it's just, it's all from jujitsu, I believe. I love the challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. I love pushing myself. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I can't beat you. Have you always had that or did that develop more when you were on the mats or what? I've always had that, but I think it was, what's the word? Not exacerbated, but like it was. Uh, developed? Yeah, d- yeah, it got developed way more. Yeah. Um, because I've never been afraid of anybody, anything. Um, of course, you have your natural anxiety, adrenaline. Of course, yeah, you're human. Um, but I've never, even when I couldn't fight, I was never the one to run. I'm like, all right, so let's see what happens. <laughs> True. Um, I, I think jujitsu is really good. A lot of people say jujitsu makes you better. It does. I don't think it's completely true. I think jujitsu highlights the qualities you have and the ones that you are working towards and capable of having. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a douchebag and you're not and you're a close-minded douchebag, that's what you're gonna be. Right. It's gonna highlight that and you're gonna be even worse because now you can fight and mm-hmm. you're like, hey, nobody can take me so I can do whatever I want. That's true. But if you're working on getting better and you just never knew how, you were never around people who could show you, but now you are, it's gonna open you up to that and it's gonna help you become that better person that you want to be. 
So I definitely think that, you know, going back to what we are saying with the whole, like, confidence thing, maybe you don't know how to be confident. But if you have jujitsu and you have other people who are around you, now you kind of have a little path or yeah. um, a, it's like an those, example. Exactly, the example that you follow. So I think in that sense, it helps you become better if you let it. Right. If you're open to it. And a big part of that is just showing up. Yeah. That's the biggest. Even and you show up. <laughs> you do You do a two-hour commute, right? Yeah, well, it's de- it depends on traffic. Sometimes it's 48 minutes. Sometimes it's like an hour and a half, a little bit more. And then going home. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's a little over two. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing is that I realized with training with um, with Matt and the school is that I feel like I'm learning faster because I'll go to other schools and they'll say like, oh, the few times that I have, they won't believe me that I'm a blue belt. They won't believe me that I was a white belt at the time because the technique is so, so solid. The, the concepts that he teaches are so solid. So no matter what style you're going up against, as long as you follow those concepts, it can't lose well i mean i'm saying you can't lose but you're gonna survive you know oh, what i mean yeah. that's the whole point of jujitsu is to survive not necessarily win yeah but to survive i definitely think that's um i think that's real when he says he's teaching stuff in a different way mm. than other people are and it's, it's completely true i've gone to i feel like enough schools i've trained at at least five six um, and maybe it's not a lot, but it's enough to see different styles with different teachers because you have more than one teacher at these schools. Yeah. So you're seeing these different styles. And a lot of people, like he said, just show moves. Um, he teaches the concepts, the shapes, and that's a big thing. You know, I when you think of Kimura and they show you, you can get it from here, from like post guard, or you can get it from um, side controller mount. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, that's so that's where I'm going to get it from. So when somebody posts their arm out when they're in your half guard and you're not taught that, you're not necessarily looking for that shape. Right. But when you're taught this shape is everywhere, you can get it from anywhere, you start looking for that shape and now you can get it from positions you didn't think it was possible. Yeah. And that goes for a lot of moves. Um, I think that when you're taught the, the foundation and the concepts, it helps put things together in your brain that necessarily being taught you know you put your hand here your arm here and you scoot your hips out and you push this way i think it it helps it helps that make sense it's just something to further that along it's not saying that's a wrong way to teach but the stuff that helps definitely makes you learn it a bit quicker um and i know that's what what it was for me because there were moves i didn't really get and then I was taught all this other stuff, and now I'm like, oh, yes, that's now, okay. this makes sense. Yeah, and it's the little details. It's yeah. not the big things. It's the little tiny you know, It's always feeling, the details, yeah. The, the timing, the just, you know, the, that's the stuff that really makes your head explode. It's true. So last time you were on the show, you were a blue belt <laughs> with one stripe. I was. Now you are a... <laughs> Purple belt. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so... When you were talking about being a white belt, you were saying before, I'm not a white belt, when you were talking about being a, um, a blue belt, you said that there, then you were focusing on transitions, your attacks, and um, just thinking about connecting things, like trying to be three steps ahead. Mm-hmm. How has it changed now that you're a purple belt? I think I'm working on tightening that up 
also think that now I'm working on my timing with those transitions. So the transitions are still a big focus because I feel like that's what you definitely need to do at a higher level. Mm-hmm. But the transitions don't necessarily work if you don't time them right. Right. And my timing, I would do stuff and not move the proper way, and I wouldn't do, um, I wouldn't do it in that split second where it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. It might take me a little longer, and then the move's gone, and you can't really do what you were trying to do. Got it. Um, but now. And maybe it's because things are more clear. Um, I can see things before they're about to happen and then capitalize on it in the moment when I need to. Um, hmm. And not saying, like, definitely not at the black belt level. Um, no, but you're, but you're, but it's, know, you're it's, anticipating it definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels good to know that I have enough knowledge of jujitsu to be able to see things or see where somebody's going if I make myself move this way, I force them to move that way, and then I can make them post out right when I'm going to grab their arm. Uh, stuff like that. Wow, that's next level stuff. <laughs> that's like, I'm still back on the three move progression. <laughs> so that's what you're doing up there, okay? <laughs> you're I'm, pinning me down. I'm trying because you see the higher level guys. Like, it's not, you're not getting somebody in a, I mean, you can. Get somebody in a basic triangle, but with a lot of trickery. Right. Um, you go for an armbar. You go for something else, knowing that seven steps later, you're going to wear this person down so much that they're going to move in the way you want them to move. Because you're not going to put it on in two seconds. Not with higher level people. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like when they say certain moves don't work against higher level, it's right and it's wrong. It's wrong in the sense that, or it's right in the sense that you can't just hit somebody with, you're not going to hit a a brown belt or a black belt with a basic um, triangle, you know, or the sit-up sweep. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. You have to be able to time it so, like, you're pushing on their head when they're in your, like, when their head is down and they're in your clothes guard. You're pushing on their head. You're trying to make them move. And when you feel them about to lift up, you come up with them and sweep. Stuff like that. Got it. You know? It's just making them move so that, or making them move the way you want them to move so you can do something else you were trying to do, um, if I'm making any sense. You're making a tremendous amount of sense. <laughs> you really are, but it's just it's just next level. You know, it's the next progression for me because mm-hmm. I'm back with this. I'm way back. <laughs> but you're right. I'm thinking about the next move. Um, the I'm thinking three steps ahead. That's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm thinking about my attacks. Like what you were thinking about when you were a blue belt, you know, just mm-hmm. those levels and making sure that my attacks are right. And yeah. with the anticipation, I'm not there with anticipating yet. I mean, there's feel when you're with someone that invisible, just, just okay, they're going to go there. This is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm not moving my way a certain, my body a certain way to make them react the way that you are. You're baiting on a whole different level. And it's not even I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, not always successful. but to me, you are. <laughs> to me, you're successful. So it's just, it's neat to see that that's where you're thinking now as opposed to when you were thinking what you were when you're as a blue. And that thought process is going to change when you become a brown belt and it's going to change again when you become a black. And you're never going to feel like the belt you are. Because I that's got my part purple of that. and I was like, I'm just finally starting to feel like a blue. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. It was, it was scary because I'm like, this is, you know, it's not so much the belt as it is the responsibility that's going to come along with it. Because yeah. let's be honest, you're not getting a belt because you're going to now get superhuman powers um you're whatever 
belt they give you, that's the skill level they believe you are. So obviously yeah. that's your skill level. Right. But you're not always going to feel like it because no. there's always more you can do. You can always be better. You can always be tighter here. You can always be much more crisp in your in your movements. Yeah. You can always push harder. Um, and that's another high-level thing. When I went down to Henzo's, um, a lot of times when you roll with people and you get them in a certain position, they're just like, <sighs> like that exhale. Yes. And you can feel them giving up. And you, 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 you're, now you've got it, you know? It's only a few more seconds or a couple more minutes until you get the move you're trying to get. At Henzo's, it doesn't matter how hard you're pushing, they can be tired. You will not see it. It's like Matt. He, he looked, Matt, Victor. Yeah, they look, um, they're emotionless when they're on the mat in that regard. Yeah, and you don't know where they, they are. Roll. They're super tired, but you've never noticed because they're never like, Ugh, you know? They don't give up, they keep pushing until they get what they want. Exactly. Um, it's that mentality, I think. That's that that's the the switch that helps um all these next level things. It is. Um and when you say all these next level things, anyone that just listened to what you just said will realize that that can be transitioned to other aspects of life very quickly. Oh yeah. In business as well. Like there's when I was when I was working for TSL, a lot of the reasons why I would get the business is because I would push and go to areas that other people wouldn't go or weren't willing to go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing when you're in a business, um, a, a business meeting, and you're trying to get that business. <laughs> you you have to be put. You got to be pushing yourself to be more creative than the next person, anticipating what they're going to do based on the information you currently have and what they did the last time you did something like this, and mm-hmm. how the person that you you know what I mean. Like it's all very transferable to other aspects of your life. And if you, I, I think also if you're a business person, like you were saying, you know, if you're a douchebag, but if you're a business person and that's the way that you are in business, then that type of attitude is going to transition into the, into the mat. Like you're not going to give up. You're going to be tenacious. You're going to grow, mm-hmm. but something has to be feeding that fire for it to be, for it to develop into something that you can say is a reliable character trait, you know? Yeah. And once you have that. It automatically molds itself into your confidence, knowing that my track record has proven that I'm willing to go that next level to get this done, and it's that's a level that most people can't go. Oh yeah. You know, um, when um, I've seen Matt go demon mode when he was rolling with people. Yeah, when his eyes just glaze over. They just glaze just over. Through you. <laughs> He's just looking right through you. You're just another body type. Yeah. That he type of. See, I don't think he sees anything. He doesn't see anything until he gets out of that mode. Yeah, and that's an that I envy that in the sense that that's something that I want to achieve mm-hmm. because you see it. It's it's not. It's like he's not even there. His body's just reacting. Mm-hmm. It's like his instinct is just taken over. Yeah. And it's a it's like a it's like a sense of being in the zone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But to I've been in the zone in other things, but. I've never been in this. I've never been in that type of zone for jujitsu. You know, you get in yeah. that zone where you're feeling good, you're rolling, things oh, are yeah. working. That's one thing, but to be where he is, that I just, that's Jedi type stuff. You know, yeah, um, it definitely is. <laughs> but the other thing too is like, like I was saying, like developing that mindset and that determination. And I think I mentioned it earlier with when you step on that mat and you're faced with these guys that are in many cases bigger and stronger than you. Um, there's no giving you. There's no, well, even you'll even see it in guys. Oh well, I got an injury. Oh, that's oh, that's my thumb and the towel. Oh, that 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 oh, that's my left foot. That's my left foot. You know what I mean? It's like, what are <laughs> yeah. you talking about? It's like, dude, just but admit it's that weakness. You. It's just weakness. Or you're tired. Yeah, or just got. But you don't do, you don't come up with those excuses 
not like you're getting beat. <laughs> because like I'm saying, like when you go in there, you're working. You're not trying to prove yourself. You don't have an attitude. You don't have a chip on your shoulder. You're going in there and you're getting work and you're getting better. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're getting better because of that attitude that you have and that, you're, that approach. And that's why I feel, you know, your attitude about not giving up on the bar. I know you're going to pass the bar. It's yes. only a matter of you focusing and getting yes, it done. Yes, I will. Of course you will. <laughs> like you do everything else. So what about this? Um, well, circle back around. So you're thinking about doing a woman's self-defense course. Yes. Um, so Matt's been toying around with the idea. Well, not really idea. He basically told me he wanted me to run a woman's self-defense class. I think it's a, I think it's a brilliant idea. Um, and I definitely, at first I was like, you mean going to like help you with it? You know, like, be your uki yeah. or uke, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, probably should know that now, but... Well. Um, <laughs> um, and it that also goes down to the whole confidence thing. I didn't think I was good enough at jujitsu to teach anybody else. That's definitely not true. Um, yeah. And it's also a selfish thing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I love being a student. I love learning. Yeah. Um, I want to be the best, and I didn't feel that way I didn't feel like I could do that teaching other people because I didn't learn all I needed to know I didn't learn all there mm. was to know as if you can right um but you know Matt brings up good points if you teach people you tighten up those skills you're focusing on the details that are going to help you um and it's true if you can break a move down you know that move right so if I can break everything down that I'm I'm trying to teach someone, then I can do that. And also, why be selfish and not help other women be comfortable enough to do a sport that will significantly improve their lives? Right. Um, and I want, I, I want women to be able to feel like they can accomplish anything, like they can beat up grown men. Because like you do on a regular <laughs> basis, yeah. It's and true. not to say I don't get beat up because I get beaten up too. Yeah, but it's true though. What you're saying is very true to um, have that confidence to walk into a room and know if something goes down, I'm in a position to protect myself. Yeah. And defend myself. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's a powerful feeling. It is. You don't feel like you're invincible, but you feel you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel comfortable. Um, there's a level of discomfort that you have being a woman. It's it just inherent one of my friends told me that when she left my comedy show she purposely waited her and her friend another female purposely waited for a group of people to walk by that they could blend into and walk as far as they could to get to their car and then when they got to their car they had purposely looked at where it was parked to make sure it wasn't you know when 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 they were parking before Mm -hmm. it got dark to make sure it wasn't going to be in a dark spot and Mm -hmm. I, i couldn't it blew my mind that women walk around with those type of fears or concerns Oh yeah. I didn't. I mean, I, it's oh, kind of yeah. that's ignorance on my side, but I wouldn't think that. And um, it's just the whole if you've never been a part of that group, it's hard to understand what that group is going through. And why would you? Most people don't try to empathize with the next yeah. person. They're focused on number one. They're focused on themselves. Yeah. That's true. Um, but when you do try to see things from other people's perspectives, you see yikes that is not fun um and yeah i mean i was kind of different because i never listened to people and they're like don't walk outside by yourself go to parties by yourself i would do that (laughs) um which got me into a lot of trouble but i that sense of fear i guess i get called naive a lot um because i do do things 
without thinking sometimes, or I just don't we think... We all guilty of that. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be as bad as it could end up being. Yeah. Um, I mean, fortunately enough, nothing terrible has ever happened. Um, but I do think that bringing it back, it's the whole, you know, like, white versus black thing. How are you going... Oh, there are a lot of white people who can't understand what a black person goes through on a daily basis who has to deal with like racism and people just say like microaggressions microaggressions right. are a big thing because people don't think it comes off as, as racist or they're not racist mm. but microaggressions they can be seen as you know prejudices being wrapped up into humor or it wasn't that bad um but then there are white people because at the end of the day it's not a white versus black thing or a male no, versus woman not. thing or a Christian versus Muslim thing. It's a understanding person to an understanding person or a not understanding person right. to a not understanding yeah. person. Um, if you choose to try to see something from somebody else's side, say, how can I be a good friend to you or an ally to you? That makes a big difference. Um, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, I'm not, I don't, I don't want somebody to feel or to go through the things I go through. But if you can just be a listening ear, not be judgmental, you know, just be a good friend, a good person and say, hey, I'm sorry, I can't go through it. Not even apologize, but say like, I, you know, I, don't, I don't go through what you're going through, but I feel for you. And that sucks. Um, and to not add to it. Right. Just don't add to it. <laughs> if you, don't even, to you don't even have to do all the other stuff. If you just don't add to it um, and occasionally check your group. Like, yeah. if you're a male, check your male friends because yeah. males listen to other males. If you're white, check your white friends. If you're yeah. black, check, check your black, black friends yeah. because they're going to listen to you before they listen to the person of the other group. That's true. If they're doing something that's, you know, inappropriate or not kosher, like, you can check them. I've done it. People have done it to me. It's better. It's, um, it's, it's more comfortable for everybody else if you if you check that person before yeah, like you said, that app, the person of the opposite group has to check that person. Yeah, because then by that time it turns into a confrontational argument. And, and that, like so we were saying, it turns into the black and white or the male or female and it's something. But it's, it's just, really that person was just a douchebag. Yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. And just, and that's why I'm more aware of it now. And that's why mm -hmm. I'm so excited about this opportunity for you to start, you know, teaching women self-defense, especially in the position that you are, the fact that you do kick grown men's ass on a regular <laughs> basis but to give oh. that to somebody that that type of confidence it's like a someone said it, it put it in a way like when you give someone confidence you give them a shield that will protect them for the rest of their life you know that's what i mean so true um and when you be, and you can just continue if they have their own confidence and they'll build that shield up before oh, and then yeah. they have a fortress at some point you know oh, yeah. um but this is a good stepping stone for a lot of women because like I said before with, and I've said in a lot of my other podcasts, everyone that ends up finding themselves on the mat is there for a different reason. Yeah. And I think a lot of women that would come to a self-defense seminar or class that you're going to be having are going to be there for different reasons, mm -hmm. some more important than others because yeah. of what they're currently going through, what they've gone through, or what they're afraid of possibly happening. And all those are equally as important. Um, but to have someone like you who's as dedicated and more than capable of teaching something like that it's going to be huge so I hope, I hope that does happen yeah and you can see like some because you know it's not i mean not like the average girl isn't going to go into an academy and say hey i want to roll and get sweaty with a whole bunch of grown men no, no it doesn't really seem that appealing <laughs> no it doesn't it doesn't um, 
But having the women's self-defense class, I think, is a great thing because a lot of women are like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, because they're going to be with other women. They'll feel comfortable. And, you know, it's a sense of solidarity um, and a family. And then I noticed from my, my, uh, my old gym, the women who were in the women's self-defense class, they would start fizzling in to the gym little by little. And then they started uh. getting comfortable rolling with the guys because you realize everybody there's a family nobody there's trying to hurt you yeah um, it's true but you have to ease into it Some and get have comfortable to ease into that. you're right yeah, you you're can. right not everybody can just jump into it that's true um so i definitely think that the, the women's self-defense class will be a good um a good thing for that as well um and even like in college i don't talk about it too often and like in high school um a lot of my guy friends i was friends with like a lot of guys that would literally put their hands on me because they thought it was funny like it was play fighting but it wasn't on my end yeah because it was very painful and i ended up like leaving with bruises or i'd wake up in pain because it was just like i'd have it 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 was bad yeah um and then in college you know they say one in what one in three women or one in five women are going to be sexually assaulted i think that number's gone up by now Probably. Yeah, it probably it has. has. To, it has to. Um, and, like, good thing it didn't happen on a huge scale with me, but it was enough to, like, you Make know. You aware. Yeah, and it happened on more than one occasion. And instead of sitting there and blaming yourself or, you know, being a victim, and I, like, hate the word because there's so many words that are used now so. and the meaning has gotten warped and people don't listen anymore once they hear those words. Mm-hmm. But... Jiu-Jitsu helps you not be a victim. At least for me, it's not I'm afraid, I don't know what's going to happen, or why did that happen to me? Now it's like, let somebody try that again. There you go. Or this will never happen again, and I will help make sure it doesn't happen to anybody else. And Because some things are preventable if you have the right tools. And I'm not saying you should have to prevent it people should teach their sons to be decent human beings because that's where it starts it starts with the parents don't let your sons get away and say oh hey oh he was just he's he's just a boy no 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 you don't do that because my brother was just a boy and he's never put his hands on a woman he's never um sexually assaulted a woman like there's something that was severely lacking in your parenting skills yeah um but that's not the case that's not the reality we live in we can say that till we're blue in the face like this is how it should be well it's not that way so this is how it could be if more women were to get into jujitsu. And if you can protect yourself, you at least have that layer to where you're not completely defenseless if somebody ever puts their hands on you. Yeah. So I want to make sure all women have that. All women need that, at least in this day and age. People get aggressive if you say, I don't want to talk to you. Like, they're entitled to your time. Can you're you tell not... us about that story with this, this clown that approached you in opening? <laughs> Please. It was a couple months ago. I'm not going to remember like all the words, no, no. but I was leaving um, from an interview and I was walking in heels. So that was like step one probably shouldn't have been because, you know, you can't really fight in heels. But he was just like, hey, can I talk to you? And I'm like, mm, not really. Like, I'm just trying to go to my car. And he just kept walking with me. And he kept, he kept walking with me. Um, and I was trying to shake him off, like, you know, I'm not interested, yada, yada, yada. And he just kept walking next to me and asking me questions. 
and uh, trying to like say like trying to hit on me and I was like dude if you don't get away from me I'm going to choke you unconscious (laughs) I do that to my friends for a living like I will choke you and I looked him dead in his eyes (laughs) and I actually had a smile on my face too so that might have made me look even crazier but you know, I wouldn't have said that stuff before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have tried to laugh it off or I would have like, oh, I have a boyfriend or something like that. I don't need to tell you I have a boyfriend to tell you to leave me the hell alone. That's leave so Leave me alone. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's where why I want you to teach this is, this is why I think you're so, your idea for teaching this course. Because <laughs> women need to feel that, understand that it's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's a serious thing. Um, I say it in business a lot. It's like, they just feel inferior because of that physical that physical difference, you know? Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. Even when another guy comes in that's bigger and stronger and just the physical look, you, you act differently yeah. as a male. So I can only imagine what that difference is. And your reaction to it, and like I'm saying, when you're rolling with these other these guys on a consistent base and you're kicking their ass, there's a type of confidence and attitude you have to have. Because confidence is one thing. Attitude is a different thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, you can have confidence to be an asshole or you can be, have a confidence to be a good person. Same thing with you. Like, I don't... I think if someone goes to your class, you're not just going to be beating up guys walking around. Oh, but they're going to walk a certain way and they're going to have a certain attitude about them and they're going to have a certain presence about them so that no one will approach them. And if they do, they're going to have the confidence to say... And me and Chris talked about it on the last uh, the last podcast a lot. Is speak their mind. Like yeah. what you just said to that person about choking him out unconsciously, that was what was on your mind. And you didn't stop to hesitate to think, okay, how is this when I say <laughs> this to him that you literally gave him an out? Listen, <laughs> it's, it's one or two things are going to happen. Oh, yeah. And to have that, to have the confidence to say that in the middle of the streets in Albany, that's amazing. And for you to have the power to empower others to do that, it's also it's equally as amazing, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, because a lot of people are like, you either have to be, you know, to 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 be for women, you have to be a feminist. Yeah, that's I've not never true. seen myself as a feminist, and I think the whole concept of feminism gets warped. Yeah. Um, and I'll never say, hey, screw all guys, no, men suck, yada yada. No, I think that's all crap. We're complementary. We're supposed to work together. And there are a lot of guys, like, that's for a whole other podcast on a right. whole other day. Um, just about how, you know, guys get the rough end of the stick, too. They do. They do. Um, and just emotional. And, like, they can't show their emotions. And then it snowballs into all this other stuff. Um, that's a good point. Uh, just quickly, you can see it in elementary schools where it starts. When a little girl falls or starts crying, you usually hug her, you grab her, it's okay. If a little boy falls or he gets punched or something, you're like, dude, walk it off, you're good. I didn't even think about that. I saw it. And once I saw that, I started hugging. I'm aware of it now after you brought it up. I started hugging the little boys. Yeah. I was like, it's okay, you can cry. It's okay to, like, you, your feelings are valid. You can feel that way. Yeah. But just know that, and like you explain to them, like, it sucks right now, but it will get better. Right. Um, and you, you don't have to coddle them, but you have to give them some kind of like touch. Yeah. We're all humans. We all need it. We Babies need, need it. it. Whether they're a, a baby girl or a baby boy, they need to feel their mother's touch. Yeah. Why do you think that stops as soon as they turn age four or five? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But like back to what we were saying before, I just wanted to bring that up just because. Oh, no, you're you right. Know, it's a good point. I'm glad um, you brought it up. But I think that it's not feminism. It's more because it's not. I hate guys. It's not men suck. Men are trash. It's not that. It's. I will not let anybody, especially a man who thinks they're more dominant than I am, I'm not going to let you push me around. Yeah. Because um, I'm not going to let anybody push me around. Right. And you're not better than me. You're complimentary. Yeah. There are certain things you can do that I can't do. There are certain things that I can do that you can't do. Um, but that doesn't make you better. It doesn't make me better. But it doesn't make either of us less. Yeah. And you're not going to treat me like that. I demand... A certain level of respect and if I don't get it you don't get my attention right and it's not like a oh I I'm queen or whatever it's why am I wasting my time yeah I wouldn't expect somebody to waste my time waste their time with me if I wasn't respecting right. them it's reciprocity right. give you give what you get and I respect everyone until they start not respecting me and then you put yourself in a position to do what you want to do, not mm-hmm. what they're forcing you to do or imposing their will on you. And that's what I think I, I like the most about jujitsu. One of the many things I like about it is no one can impose their will on me. And if they do, mm-hmm. there's going to be. <laughs> yeah, you don't take that. You don't yeah. take it at all. <laughs> no, it's just. And, and you like no, look through people. Yeah, that's exactly. But and it's not a badass attitude. I can beat people up or nothing. You just you know what you're capable of mm-hmm. and you know what you would what. what what you consider to be respect and you know that if something said if someone crosses that then we got to handle it mm-hmm. because they're that's what their intent is they cross a level to disrespect me then they're imposing their will on me and yeah. they're going to inflict whatever they want to do the physical mental whatever damage they want and once you step up for yourself and you stand up for yourself the game it changes that people whole, don't try you again they don't try you again they really don't yeah it's and when you let somebody punk you out that they're like okay i'm gonna try this again people only do what you let them do. What you let them do. It's, it's so true. It's as simple as that. It sucks because it shouldn't happen that way. Yeah. Um, and nobody's entitled to make you feel a certain way or to your time or to whatever. But if you don't check them, then they're going to operate like that. That's true. That's true. It's just as much your fault as it is theirs. Because you do have a responsibility to command a certain level of respect. To command that human decency from somebody else, right? And if you're not, then you need to leave that interaction, that relationship, whatever. And the thing is, is that kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast: is that brutal honesty with yourself. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of people listening to this that are probably in a situation like that, and they just don't have the confidence to leave the situation, or they're worse, worse, they're lying to themselves about the situation because. They don't have the confidence to be honest with themselves. Like you have the confidence to be honest with yourself because you know what you're capable of. And I think part of that is because of the jujitsu training that you have. Like what you were when you were a white belt is completely is a different monster than what you are as a blue belt, which is a different monster than what you are a purple. And they all that's why they say perf- perfection doesn't exist because yeah. what you thought was a perfect armbar as a white belt changed when you were a blue belt, which has changed when you're a purple, and it's gonna change when you're a brown and all the way up. Yep. So it's the same thing with your life. Like once you realize it changes that, depending on who you're rolling with. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But but truly, in the sense that you realize that there's levels to everything. Oh yeah. And once you start advancing through the levels of one thing in your life, you start doing the same thing in other aspects of your life. And but the ground is having the confidence to even get started. You know. Oh yeah. 
definitely. And it's easier. It's a lot easier said than done. Um, Also, sorry, I'm cutting you off. But the one thing I think about being completely honest with yourself Mm -hmm. is that there are a lot of people who, as much as they say they're okay with change and like change, they they don't. No. And I'll I'll be honest. I I thought I liked change, but I realized every single time that I was that I changed in my life, it was because it was forced on me, not because right. I willingly did it. Mm. So I had to start mixing things up and making myself uncomfortable. Um, and that's the thing. Once you start making yourself uncomfortable, you realize you can't live the same way you were living before. It's a different, yeah, it's a completely so you, different. You problem. have to change your circumstance. You have yeah. to change your, your lifestyle. You, But it's hard. It's a very it's, difficult it's not thing. That's easy. why many people don't do it, because it's not easy. But the results are amazing. Oh, yeah, and you feel 10 times better. Yeah. I didn't want to take this job at the Senate at first, because I knew the hours were going to be long. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to be tough. And I knew it was going to take me away from jujitsu because I'm not training as much as I want to, right. uh, even with especially my injury. But I started it, and then it started pushing me in different ways. Yeah, like it just made me that much better. Um, and difficult things do that. They do. They do. You just got to be willing to push yourself. And you know, maybe true. you can't do what you want right now, but you'll be able to do what you want again. You just have to. What What is that? What is that quote? We do the things we don't want now so we can do what we want to do later. Yeah. Um, or don't give up what you want now for what you want most. Yeah. Matt always says that quote. That's a, that's a powerful um, one. So that's that's literally what it is. Um, and I know that one big thing for you is wanting to be the best. Oh, and in yeah. order to do that, you got to compete. And one thing that you said <laughs> in the last podcast is that you were going to be competing, which you most recently did. At the um, the ADCC West Coast Trials. Yes, I did. Tell me about that. How, where was it, and tell me how that went. It was in Burbank, California. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at the Muscle Farm headquarters, so it's where they had EBI. Okay. Um, the one that Matt competed on. So there was four mats, and everything was live streamed, and they had pictures and stuff. It was like a really big event. It's what you you go to if you want to qualify for ADCC Worlds. Okay. Um. I had my nerves. I went out there without anyone, none of my yeah. teammates, none of my coaches. Which was, which was, up, which is brave <laughs> and like a whole different level because that's such a, it's such a stressful, a lot of pressure. It's probably one of the hardest competitions you've been. Most the probably definitely the one of the serious, most serious competitions that definitely you've been in. Was. And like you said, just like we were talking about earlier, you just, you walked right into it. Like, let's do yeah. this. It made my confidence, I think, even better too, yeah. just because all right, I'm going to a different state. I'm going across the country um, to compete in one of the biggest competitions without any kind of support system. Nothing. Um, at least physically present. No, yeah, right, I did right, have, right. Yeah. like, people were FaceTiming me, yeah, right. giving me pep talks, pep text messages. Like, people were there for yeah. me, but I didn't have them physically, physically present. Yeah. Right, so, right. you know, those times where I'm kind of getting in my head and, you know, listening to other people who aren't the most positive you're just like, oh, not to combat that, and I have to pet myself up, yeah. and I have to crush down these nerves. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's just it's taxing. And anybody that's thinking about competing for jujitsu, listen, because that's exactly what she's describing is exactly how I felt when I competed. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's and it's important to understand that these feelings are going to come, and that you have to just let them just step back, 
like a window and just watch them pass. Don't ever try to engage them and, and make a conversation and start making them real. Just it's these thoughts are going to happen. It happens to me before I stepped out on stage. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you look nervous. Oh, you look nervous. It's like, no, I'm just these when these thoughts are going to are rushing through me. Mm-hmm. I got to control that because when you start believing them, that's when you're screwed. You yeah. Know? You just have to like let them let like you're saying, let them pass. Um, and I definitely got way better at that because my first match ever I wanted to throw up <laughs> wow and I was that nervous, nervous yeah um, and over time it got better I would still get the anxiety but yeah. I'm like all right let's go do this I'm getting on that mat um, and that's how it was I got on the mats I was still nervous um, how'd she look she I mean she didn't scare me no and as soon as I don't scare I, you <laughs> the way I see it that means a, nothing if a man doesn't scare me a woman's not gonna yeah. scare me um, but I got out there, and as soon as I started, like, I engaged with her, I was like, oh, this isn't bad at all. Um, of course, you have, like, you have to fight the adrenaline dump and being tired and waiting all day. Um, and I hadn't been able to, because I got my new job for, like, two and a half weeks right before the competition, I right, couldn't. you weren't training like Training a, hard. Um, so I think that was something that also... Was in the back of your mind. Yeah. And... I was doing well. There were times in my head, I in my head, I knew I was tired and I was like, nope, push, push, push. Do not give up on yourself. You're not giving up. And then you have Matt's voice inside of your head. Right. Like, yes. don't you quit. Like, all those things that he says are right. in your head. So you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and things are going fast and slow. And you're, you feel like you're adrenaline dumping and you're not doing all the technique that you know you should be doing, but then you also feel like you're doing well and just have all these things that are just flowing through you and then you pressure down the wrong way and your knee pops <laughs> twice. <laughs> wow. Um, we went into overtime before that happened. The, the way the rules are is the first three minutes, there are no points. And then once, um, and the match is six minutes. And then... The, once the three minutes is up, then if you pull guard, it's negative points, and then it's like the regular point um, point system. Point system. Um, I couldn't solidify a position on her, but she, I had control of her the whole time. I was either on her back while she was turtled. I passed her guard pretty quickly, but it wasn't. It didn't count as a guard pass because as soon as I passed, she turtled up because I didn't stick tight to her. I know all the mistakes that I made. Yeah, they were. Small mistakes, but they were enough that that's what happens like higher when you compete higher level. Yeah, they it's don't the smaller the mistakes that screw you. It's not the big stuff. Right. Well, the big stuff does screw you, but no, but I know what you the mean. The smaller stuff does make a big difference. And they add up, though. The inches add up over a while. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I never felt like I was in danger with her at all. Um, she couldn't do what she wanted to do in terms of trying to invert for my legs. Um, but I was in like a half pigeon position underneath her. And I get lazy in that position because I know I'm like, I can just pressure down. I know my, well, <laughs> I thought my knees were flexible. Yeah. Um, I would just pressure down in that position and then I'll just kick my leg out. But that time that I did it um, and she went to go grab it, I was trying to pressure down on her in that position. And I felt my knee pop twice and it hurt and then I fell backwards. Um, so... That's where that ended. Over time, no, no one had points, but I got injured. So, yeah, it's not. Um, you know, it sucked a lot. <laughs> um, but I know even if I won that match after my knee popped, you know, would yeah. I have been able to go on? Um, 
probably not. Yeah, um, it wouldn't have been the smartest choice. Yeah, and I was I was pissed. Like I was talking to Matt about it. I was talking to my friend Stevie about it. I was talking to a bunch of people. Like I had that. I could have had that. Yeah. I believe that I could have taken that all the way to the top, all the way, and I could have been at ADCC Worlds. Um, but you know, sometimes you come up short, and that's what happened. And that's exactly what happened. And yeah, you still will be there. Oh yeah. Just it's just just yeah. not not this time around. Just Next not this time. time around. No, definitely, definitely not. Uh-huh. But you see, that's the thing though. Like all the emotions and listening to you talk about it, a lot of people aren't even willing to put themselves in that spot, <laughs> even take that risk. Yeah. And it's it's kind of it's kind of shameful because I've competed. Mm-hmm. Um, not and you a, did well. Yeah, I did well. You did real well. Um, <laughs> but not at the level that you competed at. But still, not yet. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but just walking out there on the getting on the mat and just fighting all those nerves that are telling you what are you doing? This person because you are walking into a situation where the person is going to try to break something. Or choke you unconscious, or even have the mentality that they will try and kill you. Yeah, and then and not, that. and it's different if you're in the streets walking around and someone jumps on your back. These people have been practicing for <laughs> for so long that they have belts wrapped around their waist that signify how long they've been practicing to try to choke Very you. True. And you still get out there and you still go out and, and do that. And the the levels people think you know oh the levels go up the less chance for injury. No, the more chances of injury. Not even necessarily more or less, but yeah, because the, the technique is so, the better you get, the technique is so much tighter. You're right. Those inches add up if you don't react or you don't do what you're supposed to do. That there's a possibility for injury there, you know? Oh, yeah. And the same, uh, what's his face? Gordon Ryan had just gotten injured um, at the, what was the, I can't remember, Kasai. Mm-hmm. It was a Kasai grappling tournament. Um, he popped his LCL, still finished the mat in one by a point, but matching one by a point. Wow. Um but it was funny, I bring that up because he was at the um, ADCC trials. And one of the girls from Henzo, she was 13 years old. Her name was Trinity. She was adorable. Um, she, I don't know if she got her arm broken, but she was in a sling after. But she was fighting. Like, she was good. Um, really? And she was holding out. She was in a belly-down arm part at one point, not tapping. I was afraid for her. Um, this girl's 13 years old. 13 years old. Um... She's going to be a world killer. She is. She is. That's where it starts, dude. And she was sitting off the side of the mat. She was crying. And I went up to her and I was like, you were amazing. Like, don't for a second. Just because you didn't win this time doesn't mean you're not going to win later on. You were 13 years old getting out there with adults and killing it. Wow. Like, this is just one bump in the road. And I know it sucks to be injured. (laughs) Um but you you have so much more time to hone your skills and be great. And then Gordon came up. Gordon Ryan came up because he was at. Um, she's from his school, Henzo's, yeah. and he was like, you know, don't cry. He's like, I didn't win either of my ADCC trials. The first one he lost on points, and the second one he lost by a sub. And I was like, well, how did you get to ADCC Worlds? And he was like, I was invited. I'm like, okay, I got options. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome story, though. That's a really awesome story. Um, but yeah, like Gordon's it, a legend. I mean, he's one of the best in the sport. Oh he's yeah, been a long time, and he's legendary for pretty much everything he does. He's just damn good. Yeah. So for him to walk up and, and be like that, just just keeping it super real. Yeah. You know? And the funny thing is, people like call him a douchebag or a dickhead because all the stuff he does. But you know, he was there consoling that 13 year old girl. He didn't have to. Yeah. Um, I think that says more about his character than some Instagram posts. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think, you know. What does, it mean, what does being the best mean to you? 
being the best. Yeah. Constantly conquering myself. That's a, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. You know, that was almost a trick question because a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people don't answer it that way. But one thing that I learned from doing jujitsu is that's exactly what the best is. It's, it's it has only to do with you. It has nothing to do with anybody else. It's not a competitive thing. It's not. Um, I'm the. I can't be the best because this person's better. It has nothing to do with that. It's you. Just conquering yourself. The best version of you. You only get disappointed when you look at other people. Yeah, it's because true. Because you'll never be like that person. Never. Ever. Never. And not to say you won't be great at something because you're not that person and that person's great at something you want to be good at. Yeah. But you're never going to be like them. Yeah. You can only be like you. It's true. So if you get better at being you and being the best version of yourself, then how can you lose? You can't. You can't. There was, um when I was doing the comedy class, Bill Keller used to work with a lot of really um, talented t- com- comedians. And he was telling a story about Eddie Murphy and when he was making his big moves that the, a lot of the comedians were getting upset with him and there was just they were just jealous. And when Bill said one night when they were in a car, there were like four of them, he's like, why are you getting upset with, with Eddie Murphy? And like, well, he's not that good of a comedian, blah, blah, blah. He's like, look, there's not going to be... Eddie Murphy's not stealing your spot. <laughs> you know, yeah. he, your spot is that Eddie, Eddie Murphy's spot is a black young comedian, and that's it. That's his spot, and he's taking it. He's working it. He's not taking your spot. You have your own spot. So focus on being a funnier comedian, and Eddie won't matter. Eddie won't matter to you, you know. And People it's the same like thing. Different types of comedians. Exactly. People have like three to five to six favorite comedians, like right? Just because. Yeah. You can. There's so much opportunity in this world. Yeah. People get hung up on other people because they don't have what that person has. I, I it's it's the pri- it's and that's the, even going if you want to go back to race that whole privilege conversation. Sure. Yeah. White privilege privilege exists. It does. Hundred percent. And yeah, there are people who have what I don't have, but I'd be ungrateful. And completely crazy if I didn't acknowledge that there were people out there who don't have what I have. Yeah, exactly. And the race doesn't change that. No, it doesn't at all. It so, doesn't at all. yeah, I don't have what you have, but I have a lot. So I'm going to focus on what I have and try to multiply that, but in the best way possible. Not in like, I need to have all this because I'm trying to compete with you. No, I want this because I have specific goals in mind and I'm not going to be happy with certain outcomes until I get those goals. Exactly. It's true. And I think when you go to the reason you were able to compete and the reason that I was able to compete, part of it, not wholeheartedly, is that we were there for ourselves. We weren't there to compare ourselves to anybody else. We were there. I want to see where I am. Where do I rank against these people that are doing the same thing I'm doing that have the same belt wrapped around their waist? And wait, that didn't really sound like I was there for me. But I... But, but uh, that's not why I'm there. I'm there for me, okay? Are you though? Yeah. <laughs> well, you want to gauge, but it, it is because it's part of your training. Yeah. There's a selfishness there. You want to see, okay, what do I need to work on? Where am I lacking? And you're not going to be able to do that when you're with your training partners because, as you know, we all have tendencies that when you're rolling with me, you know there's going to be certain things that I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Same thing. With, your body just knows. Yeah. Same thing with you. So a true test is when you go to competition and you don't know these people. It's the closest, I think, to simulating a street fight, you know, in a safe arena because you have the refs and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the safest place for you to do it. And with the nerves, like, you don't have those type of nerves when you're 
doing this against a complete stranger mm-hmm. than what I'm doing with Will or I'm doing with you. And the intensity level, like when I'm going 100% with you, it's completely different competition, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and there's just something else. It's it's. I and, can't. I can't. You I can't. can't I can't, you can't explain on. it. It's, it's you have to compete. Yeah. To there's something else that's driving you. Yeah. And um, you get a lot more tired faster after the matches. Adrenaline dump is real, and the only way can to you get explain rid of what an adrenaline dump is? It's hard to explain because yeah. you're just like I don't know what's going on with my body. Um, it's it's more than being tired because sometimes you don't feel like you can move. Exactly. Even though you're yelling at your body, move, go, move, go, 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 get up. You're not tired, but your limbs are just like. They're not listening to you. They're just chilling. Yeah. Just like okay, yeah, keep talking. I'm still be right here. Yeah. Not moving. And Ian, this is when you'd have someone trying to choke you out or break yeah. your arm. Yeah. You're just not moving, and you know because of practice, because you know the technique. Okay, I need to post, or I need to frame, or I need to get to my side, yep. and your body is not listening to you because your nerves and you being tired like all these emotions just all of a sudden as soon as you get out there they just just go away or they just start draining from your body it's true so now your body is like you're not in shock anymore or maybe your body is going into shock and you're just like ugh, i don't know what to do because i i i'm not used to my body firing all the time yeah all of your your senses are on your whole body is aware of everything. There's not one part of your body that's not just working and moving and at 100%. And then as soon as you get out there and you're not thinking about those emotions, mm-hmm. it just goes away. It's crazy. So it leaves you and all that stuff that was amping you up for this fight is gone. It's gone. <laughs> but it's taking even more. Yeah, when than it leaves. When it leaves. Because now it's just like... I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, yeah. it's crazy, but you it's just have real. To, and you want to experience it in a safe environment because mm-hmm. it could happen to you in a fight as well. Oh, yeah. You know? So, like I'm saying, when we experience a, a triangle in a gym that's, you know, protected, <laughs> I want I don't want to experience that on the street. No. And to experience an adrenaline dump, I want to experience that the first time. And I'm glad that I experienced it the first time inside of a gym or inside of a competition where I can say, what the fuck is that? So if, if it happens in real life, <laughs> right? Yeah. If it happens in real life and you're on the streets, you can say, okay, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. I've been here before. This is what I need to do. Just calm down. It'll pass. And then I move. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, this, I learned a lot of things that I picked up through jujitsu that you just, when you start, when someone says, okay, let's go in and, and, and fight or grapple, you don't think that you're going to learn all of these other things, other, these aspects yeah. of life or living or an approach accountability like having real training partners that hold you accountable that push you i can't tell you like the other there time the the last few times that we rolled i'm trying to get my stamina back and you were like all right let's go (laughs) yo easy for you to say but you wouldn't let me quit and you're always pushing you're threatening making sure that i reacted and moved and a lot of people they just don't have that you know and Mm -hmm. it's it's unfortunate to have that element in your in your life because if you continue thinking um that you're working hard, but you don't know what hard work is, then you're fooling yourself. Yeah. And that goes against the whole aspect of, you know, being honest because your honesty is flawed, you yeah. know? So if you, like you say, confidence, some people are walking around with their chest pumped up. Like I thought I knew what confidence was before I did jujitsu. Yeah. And it was like this, it was this um, manufactured 
confidence. It wasn't really real. I had the muscles. I'm walking around. I look intimidating. My chest is thick <laughs> until someone that's like 120 pound grab you would pin you to the floor and you can't move. Like, What's going You're like, on? what is going on? And then and then you learn, you know. Yeah. And then when you realize that you can do that to somebody, you it gives you confidence, not like a an ego. It gives you confidence. So yeah. I know how to do that to someone. I know how to prevent someone from doing that to me. Uh, and there's like going back to that whole partners holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. I have like the best partners and teammates in the world that do that. But I have to shout out Scotty, um, mm-hmm. Scotty Cleveland. Okay. Every single time he was in the gym, he made me roll with him at least like three to four times. He was constantly drilling wrestling with me. He was always holding me accountable every wow. single time. Like he was a re- and then then he would. Um, he helped me with he would help me with like certain wrestling things. Um, he would drill with me. He was just an amazing teammate that I didn't even I didn't have to ask. Yeah, he just I did. did not have to ask. He just took it upon himself to every single time I was there because he knew I was competing and he knew it was important to me to say, "Hey, get over here. We're going." And he would um, kick up the intensity depending on what was going on or take it down depending on what um, was going on. Yeah, and. That was just like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have to ask you. Yeah, you just do it. You were just like, hey, I want you to be better and I want you to win. So I'm going to make sure that I'm there for you every single time you're on this mat. And I'm going to make sure that you're focused and you're not giving up. Um, So he was really good. Like this, this, this time around when I was getting ready for a competition, that was awesome to have. Not saying I don't ever have that, but he was very like, very, um, um, direct about it like very intentional about it very intentional yeah. and then also when i was over there in california people were hitting me up occasionally um saying like hey good luck mm-hmm. or like you know when do you go um like eric was constantly like hey when you start when you start yeah <laughs> i'm like i love you <laughs> he's like all right let me know when you're going um but chad uh corgan yeah he like the whole day he was talking to me Oh, the wow. The whole day he was messaging back and forth with me. Um, he had bought the stream so that he could watch. Wow. He even recorded my match. Um, he kept checking in with me periodically to see, like, well, you know, how far right. along, where you're going. He was giving me pep talks throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, I never asked for that. Yeah, it just, yeah. You just, he just took it upon himself to be like, hey, I know you're over there by yourself. You know, you've got this. And he was just telling me how much he believes I've progressed since he started rolling with me to now and that he can't really, like, get me in anything anymore. And I'm thinking, like, I feel like you're taking it easier on me, but... <laughs> That's awesome. No, no, Chad's um, a savage. He's, he's so good. Yeah, he's he's savage. so savage. <laughs> savage. He's so good. Um, and also, he... Uh, there are, like... There's there's some upper belts who are from like the old like Eddie's gym, mm-hmm. so they have they know a lot of moves. Um, they're not people who started within the last couple years who like you know they don't they they're good at jujitsu, but they don't have a huge bank of moves to pull from. Okay. That's one thing I appreciate about people like Matt and Chad and Chris and Kirill, um, and Scotty. They have they know a lot, so they can put you in things that you've never seen before. And I think that's huge. Tremendous. Um, because my old school, because I saw a lot of things in competition, 
those things didn't surprise me. There are people who don't ever see anything and then they get put into some, you know, flying bat choke and you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait, what was that? What's donkey guard? Yeah, yeah. Like you never see these things. So you're like, it throws you off. Yeah. It to- I know. What you're saying. For a split second, that can really mess things yeah. up. Um, so and some Chad, people use just to confuse you. Yeah. yeah. So Chad is really good. He'll put me in things I've, I've never seen before or he'll put me in things that um, not necessarily that I haven't seen before, but things that I'm not used to seeing um, because people don't do them that often in our gym. And I really appreciated that because it prepares you for the people out there who, like we were talking about before, who are just learning moves. So they're 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 doing these moves. They don't mm-hmm. know all these concepts and stuff. So they're not focusing on the concepts. So they're going to try and hit these weird moves that you've never seen before right. or that they're focusing on. And because you're exposed to it on some level you're like oh i can see the shape going back to what matt shows us you know looking at shapes i can see that shape so i know um to put my base here or you know my weight distribution there Mm -hmm. so that you don't come in like so that nothing catches you off guard and you don't get put into something you've never seen before or that you're not used to being done on you exactly um so yeah like i just i love this academy so much because so many people want to see you successful yeah so many people just want to push you and it's genuine yeah and yeah egos are there and sometimes we bicker but it's it's all family it's familial yeah it's super it's the support there i've never had because i've been around something angelica for example yeah that was you know all all george did was send because you know it's a i can't imagine what it's like to have your child you know like it's for your child to be terminally ill yeah um, and he posted the GoFundMe in there, and we're all like, "What? Like, what's going on?" And yeah. within like minutes, everybody was trying to band together to to see how can we help this family that is such a great family. Yeah, like George is an amazing person. His wife Tatiana, she's amazing, and all his kids are so beautiful. Yeah. Um. So it's like, how can we help these this good family? And it was. There was no like, oh, I hate this person because they're a white belt or yet. No, it was. Everybody let's come together. together. And make we it need to make this happen. We need to help out in any way we can, and that's what it comes down to. That's what that the gym is all about. That's true. Um, I don't see that every single gym, but it's very prevalent in this gym. Yeah. The the camaraderie, the family, the the humor, people joking on each other. Yeah. The support. Um, yeah. Sometimes, if anybody, every all of us are doing our own little thing on the side, and as just, just show that support. As many of us go and support whatever it is, my comedy, um, mm-hmm. yoga, yeah. you know what I mean? Just everything. We all just work together to make it happen and give each other that support. And it's a beautiful thing, you know? Yep. And then we go and we try to choke each other down and break each other's arms. <laughs> you got to. You, you got have to. to. You, know, you got to remind people. <laughs> oh, man. So it's, uh, we've, it's an hour and 10 minutes. Can you believe that? 10 minutes? An hour and 10 minutes? It flew by so fast. It really did. It really did. You know, we could talk for hours. Of course. Of we course. didn't. I'm surprised we didn't crack on each other yet, but you know. <laughs> I mean, my roasting skills aren't all the way up there, but I think I could take you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take me Mr. Right. Comedian. Yeah, right. We'll, we'll go there. Oh. <laughs> you have any shout outs? Um, oh, do I have any shout outs? I feel like I'm on the spot. You, you are. You know what? Let me shout out Will real quick. Oh, shoot. <laughs> That's Let dope. me shout out 
Will's gonna be on the show. Billiam. <laughs> Will's the man. He really is. Like he's he's, he's one of those like unsung heroes. Yeah. Because he really is. He he's pretty quiet, but he's also like when he talks. I mean, other than like the the, the crazy jokes he has, <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand him. But Will's when he talks, um, it's usually positive or it usually has meaning to it. True. Um, and he's one of those people at like when the the gym is over or when classes are over, we can literally talk for no less than an hour. Right. Just talking about a whole bunch of stuff, trying to build each other up. Um, he's, he's been on a journey like this whole since I met him, dude. Till now, he's been on a journey. You've seen what I like about it is that you've seen the change. It's so yes. yes. It's, it's so inspiring. It's tremendous from the side from his weight. And he doesn't make excuses. I've never seen him once make an excuse. And he shows up. Will shows up. All the time, dude. It's it's almost like, I don't even know. (laughs) It's just a guarantee he's going to be there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just no question. It's no question. Oh, yeah. And when he's not, you know he's thinking about being there. Yeah. Or he's doing something to better himself. Every time. It's Um, a guarantee. And And if you need him, he's there for you, too. Yeah, for sure. Um. I mean, like everybody else in the gym, but it's just it's it's. He's on a different level in his oh, character. Yeah. He's gonna be he's trained to become a police officer. Yeah, yeah and he's I'm, gonna start I'm, the academy soon. I can't wait. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, he's I'll gonna be, be happy to have him on the streets for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I definitely have to. I feel like Will doesn't get a lot of shout outs. He does. He deserves it. Yeah, <laughs> he deserves he it. He's Don't you man. forget this, Will? Don't <laughs> you forget this? <laughs> he's gonna love that. <laughs> um. Yeah, um, Nick and Carell, because it is no easy feat starting your own business. Both of those. No guys. matter what kind of help you have, right. even if somebody was, you know, like helping you along the way, it is not easy starting a business. Right. And they both branched out in areas that, you know, Carell was a black belt before he got a certification in yoga. Yeah. Nick. He was working, I think, at his uncle's gym, and now he's like working on his own. He has his, he's working, yeah, in the facility, the MSBJJ facility, mm-hmm. but it's still under the umbrella of Boss Mode Athletics. Yeah, and it's not, it's not easy to do those no, things. No, it's not. It's not at all. And 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 they're just such good people too. Mm-hmm. They're they're people who Solid. like I just love everybody at the gym. They're people who will always be there for you if you need them. But they have these skills that it's like. Yeah, they're getting better too. Yeah, they're getting better, and they're making other people better. If you um, you can see it, like everybody that trains at that gym, they all outside that gym, they're also doing things, and they're super, they're successful in their own way in those things that they're working at, and so yeah, it's just it's inspiring. You can't be there and not do something. You cannot be there and not have support. You can't be there and not get better unless you're going out of your way not to. Oh yeah. You know, and even then you won't stay in the gym. Oh, <laughs> so And shout out to Matt for like facilitating that. All he of it. We all grew came from them. He's one of those people that literally knows that everybody around him can win. Yeah. And he stops at nothing to make sure it happens. It happens yeah. He he wants the best for people and I think sometimes people don't see that. They don't. Um some people don't want to, though. They really... I, I, I think they I, just don't want to. I don't think they want to because yeah. he's made so many people's lives better. Of course. Um, that I, like, I've talked to so many people who are like, yeah, like coming into the academy has changed my life. It, 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 I can say that easily. His talks that he has on the mats, the, those talks have changed their lives. Yeah. And it's, it's like, regardless of who you might have been in the past, you made a complete 180 
and you're making changes that are bettering people. That I one, can't wait you better yourself. And you're bettering. I know. Yeah. I can't wait either. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be always because everyone keeps talking about him, and it's building up. It's building up. But to hear him, his voice, some of the stuff that you guys were you were saying that he says on the mat, these sayings that everyone repeats. Oh yeah. It's gonna be. It's amazing. But it's, he's changed my life, and he's touched everybody's life that's come in and out of that gym. Oh yeah. In a positive way, and if they don't think it's positive, because they're not looking at it right, you know. Mm-hmm. And his life is a testament of what you just said. You know, it doesn't matter who you were yesterday; it's who you are today. And that's yeah. that. And that starts with that whole one percent better every day. You can literally change who you are completely if you're in a quest to just constantly improve. And it's not that hard because it's not like you have to improve on one the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not that three hundred and sixty-five. No, you're working on different parts. But it's just something. Improve something. If you're one percent better every day for hundred days. You're hundred percent better. There you go. Right? Boom. Boom. So, so simple. Literally. So, yeah, there are other people I want to shout out. Y'all, don't get Heine Holt hurt because I didn't shout you out. <laughs> I love you all. I love you all. But those are some people who just stuck out of my head and yeah. I was put on the spot. I, I put on the spot. I put on the spot. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming out on the show. Of course. You know we're going to have you thanks back on the show me. many, many, many. Hey. Especially when you um, <laughs> make a promise to me when you're getting ready to. Do your um, woman self defense class. You'll come back on so we can oh, get a big announcement. Yeah, because so I want class. all the women's at this self defense class. We gotta, we gotta protect ourselves, ladies. We gotta do better. We gotta be more confident. Like the world is our oyster. Let's make some pearls. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they all right. Pearls. Signing up. Signing <laughs> oh, off. Oh God. <laughs>